And what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going? What's up? How's it going? Fucking the great. chew is extra good today, bro. Oh, the chew is you're gonna the chew is extra the chew. tasty today. You're gonna love the way this tastes. Uh, it's always fun to get rock and rollers in here. I think it's so guys fun. who are rock and roll. There's a, you know rock stars are rock stars. They're they're a whole different food group. Man. That's it. And I love it. They I co- love it like that. You know, um, like rock stars are covered in ink. Yeah, they smell like tobacco. They they, they drive here on motorcycles. Yeah, like they smell like the wind. <laughs> you know, like they have like, like the desert wind, like wind cologne. All right, if you if we're uh, if you didn't know what we're talking about here, we're uh, they're covered in grease, they like are. motorcycle grease, mm-hmm. and and rock and roll. And they also and also you ever notice you never see a rock star wear shorts. <laughs> That's true. Rock stars always wear pants. That's true. Chili peppers, they yeah, uh, red hot chili peppers. The peps, they wear shorts. The peps. Yeah. Um, so anyway, joining us today, uh, Eagles of Death Metal, the mm. Eagles of Death Metal, mm. and uh, more specifically, it was Jesse Hughes and Jorma Vic. Yeah. And Jesse's the front man and founder, and Jorma is the drummer. Yeah, and sometimes percussionists. And percussionists. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, we had the pleasure of working with them uh, on the scoring of Super Troopers 2. Mm-hmm. They did an amazing job. We talk all about it, and then we talk about a lot of other things. You're yeah. going to like it. You're going to like it. Let's plug real quick before we, uh, before we dive in. Do it. Uh, we just had shows in Pasadena. Great the Ice House. Great, great stuff. We're, we're still going. We're still going. So this week, important. We've got to get people out. We're going to be in Denver this week. Mm-hmm. In Denver. Denver. And we're going to be at Comedy Works South. And uh, we haven't been there before, but um, that's south of the city, right? South yeah. of the, the usual one we go to is downtown. This one's south. Yeah. I hear it's bigger. It's a big one. That means we need more butts in Get the seats. Get in those seats, butts. So um, that's where we'll be the 22nd, 23rd, Friday, Saturday night in Denver. We'll be at Comedy Works. Come see us, Chew Crew. Then where are we going? Tell your friends. Then the next weekend we'll be in Rochester. We're going to be playing at the Carlson. And, uh, uh, we'll Rochester, up, New York. Rochester, New York. And that's September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a bunch of shows, always good shows up there, always Love fun. Love it there. Get the garbage plate in your belly and do some and comedy. Come see us. Uh, and then the next weekend, we will be back in Southern California at Irvine, California, at the Irvine Improv mm-hmm. uh, in the OC. Telling jokes. Telling jokes in the OC. That's October 6th and 7th, Friday night, Saturday night. Yeah. I think my parents are going to come to that show. My parents? My parents are going to be in town. M apostrophe parents? Yeah, my, my parents are going to be in town. my parents are coming. My parents will be in town. Then. Oh, that's cool. Um, Do some extra dick jokes for them. Yeah, it. yeah, throw some extra shit on there. Yeah. Some dirty, an extra layer of dirt on that thing. A little scumminess yeah. on there. Uh, so that's it. Those are the shows coming. Uh, we'll have more shows. We'll tell you all about them. We're going to be in Kansas City and San Diego and Syracuse and Bakersfield and West Palm Beach and Oklahoma, blah, 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 blah. And we'll probably have a lot more, too. So. We're going to have more. So, uh, but anyway, let's focus on the ones at hand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, everybody, that's it for the plugs. Eagles Death Metal. Enjoy the chew, everybody. Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it. With a guy named Kevin. Chew it. And this other guy, Steve. Chew it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. Chew it. They're gonna get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. I'm on a cop bike. It's red. That's what you're saying. You got a, An interceptor? Let's, let's, let's yeah, all I, do is, all I do is put on the uh, headlights and people get out of my way. But wait, do you have the decals and shit on it? Uh... Oh, you're not allowed to, right? You're not allowed to, but technically, I mean, I, I no, I, I guess technically I don't. I do. Okay. It does say police. Will you will you get a white helmet so that people actually think there's a cop following them? Yeah, but with the visor on. Oh, you look like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the mustache too. And I have the I have the pursuit lights. 
which so, you're not supposed to have. Sure, and I have okay. the boxes, so it has the side boxes and the pursuit lights. I just flip the pursuit lights on, and people just have. So you've done it. You've done it oh, a few all, times. The, all day long. Where did you get that bike from? Did you like, uh, an auction or something? Yep. Yeah. And it's a really nice. It's a two thousand. So it's the good-looking line on the okay, bike, okay. and it's only got 50,000 miles on it. Okay. It's awesome. And jo- what kind of bike are you riding around out there? The Triumph Bonneville. Okay. Yeah. That's like a, is that soft? Like is that a soft bike? Or is it, that a, a sweet it's bike? It's not so- soft. Uh, okay, no, it's okay. tough, bro. Yeah, it's definitely Well, no, but the way he's, he said the Triumph Bonneville is all French and everything, and this guy's talking about <laughs> it, an interceptor <laughs> fucking cop shit on it. I just wasn't sure if it was like, you know, like uh, maybe what? he had, uh, you know, look. Sure. I it's, know Jorma. It's French. Jorma's a rock star. Okay. I okay. know he's pull, he's got some fucking CCs between his legs sure. when he rides down Sunset and Hollywood sure. Boulevard. I know that about right. him. Right. Well, because Hami, when Hami was here, he rode up on something. He rode up, he rode up on like a, like a snake. He, like, he came on like an anaconda. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, his bikes have to be elongated for him because he's so tall. he's tall, right? Yeah. So they're weird looking. Yeah, he had a long, choppery kind of. But it made it look good, though. Yeah, I mean, when he's on it. Yeah. When he's not on it, it like if you throw Lemmy on it, it looks like an ant on an elephant. Or it looks like I mean? throwing a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, look. I mean, let's to ride a motorcycle like that. You've got to have a lot of the rock star accoutrement. Sure. You know, like he like that's French. That yeah. is that's very French. Accoutrement and the accent is sweet too. But like you know, like he had like the snakeskin boots and the every fucking r- finger sure. had a skull on it. Sure. And yeah. like the, <laughs> sure. The whole, you know, he's got like a kerchief that sure. like is just like Jesse comes in a cop outfit because he's riding his cop bike. That's the way it works. Yeah. Imposter cop, <laughs> right? Fake cop. We did that when we made Super Troopers. We didn't have enough money to have uh, you know we didn't really have Teamsters or anything like that. And so we were we had real cop cars. And so we were in charge of driving them back to the hotel where we were. Staying. After this shoot, after we were done after shooting. Day of shooting, yeah. yeah. So you'd go back and like you know you'd flip on the rollers and pull people over. I mean, people would give you mat. You'd look up in your rearview mirror and the whole highway. They're all behind you, just going at the exact same speed that yeah. you're going. Yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then awesome. so and then Stolhansky did it, and then uh, uh, the cops came. The cops came to the hotel. Yeah, and because they were like, oh, who the fuck was driving the car and flipping the lights on and impersonating a cop, whatever. And Slansky hid under his bed. He hid under hotel. the bed, yeah. In his hotel, he like hid a under the bed. But you guys wouldn't hide under the bed. You'd be out there, like, swinging your dicks, your tattooed dicks around. Yeah. I, I'd have him convinced that I was a cop. Uh, yeah. You got to go with it. Uh, let's introduce these guys before we go okay. any further. Should we chew? We didn't chew last time. I'm going to introduce them, and then we're going to chew. Okay. 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 <sighs> so joining us uh, today on the podcast are friends from the Eagles of Death Metal, yeah. Jesse Hughes, Jordan Bavick. <laughs> yeah. Let's, hear, let's give it up. We got a lot to talk about. We got some fucking shit, some Super Troopers 2 shit. I've, to talk I've about. known Jorma since back in the day, since before he was in the Eagles of Death Metal. Yes, sir. Okay. You Uh-oh. did? Yeah. We had you, some wild Back in the Bronx. Together. Back in El Mariachi, El Bronx? Yeah. Back, yeah. That, Both. Those days? Both. Yeah. Okay. So you knew him from then. Yeah. yeah right, like, we should hear about that shit. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, but we got to chew first. Yeah, let's chew. What, what's chew? That. Well, the podcast is called Chewing It. Ah. And so what we, we do chew. is we chew a little bit before we start. You know, maybe what you choose. You chew what you choose. Yeah. You know, what you want. You know what I mean? Like, Lemmy's going to chew what? Uh, I'm going to tell you after I chew it. No, no, you can tell me first. Okay. I'm going to chew a popsicle. You're chewing a popsicle? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to chew, um, I'm going to have some movie popcorn. <laughs> okay, good. What do you got, Jesse? What are you going to uh, chew, bro? Human Chinese military to save our country. I'm going to chew that. <laughs> okay. 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 He's going cannibal. All right. We've ne- we haven't had anybody Never had anybody chew that before. Never had anybody go cannibal. He's having Chinese Jordan, food. what do you think? Just whatever you want, man. A burrito. Okay, good. Burrito. Perfect. Yeah. Good. Okay. That's perfect. Go. Okay. Right, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Salty. Yeah. I buttered the halfway fresh. through. 
And then but <laughs> you want to hear something interesting? When we were working on Super Troopers two, uh, Jesse would come every day. He'd bring like a get like a snack, like mm-hmm. he'd bring a snack to the to the crew, yeah, to the, to the crew, us, the three of us, right? Yeah. There. And so um, one of his snacks he brought, which I thought was interesting, I never thought of as a snack before, but it was pretty fucking good. Uh, waffle cones, just oh, plain so ice cream cone, no ice cream. Just the cone. With a chocolate uh, drip on no, it? Or just, no, just, just raw. the cone. Okay. And yeah. presented it as if it was a cookie. Okay. And then you'd eat the cones. It's so yeah. good. Which I never thought Fantastic. about. Fantastic. I, I had one. I had one. I, yeah. No, it, it sounds delicious. I do have a tip to make it better. <laughs> Put some ice cream in there. That thing is fucking delicious. But see, the ice cream transforms it, and it absorbs into the waffle cone, making mm-hmm. it soggy. And it's, sure. it loses its hardness. Sure. And that's not good you for any lose, man. You don't lose no. your hardness, man. No. no. But no, because that's the problem. Is like you, you don't even think to eat a fucking waffle cone as a cookie. Never even thought about that in my life. That's hillbilly stuff. It's, and then he does that, and I'm like, that's a fucking great idea. And you know what? I did it in my house. You did? I oh. went one night. I was and I looked. There, I was oh, there's a waffle cone. I just ate it. And I that's so of, good. I thought of Jesse Hughes. And oh. I did it. Well, you, yeah. So you sat there alone while everyone was asleep eating a waffle cone, yeah. thinking about Jesse. Yeah, standing in the pantry, like just standing there. <laughs> Eating it in the dark. Did you think about Jorma at all while you're eating it? Like no, that was in Jorma's a little thing. There are other things I think about for Jorma, but to Jesse, it's waffle cones. That's Jesse. Okay. What do you think about when you think of Jorma? I don't know. We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. Right. I thought we're here. We're yeah, here. We'll get it. We'll, we'll get that. Okay. What are the language barriers or rules on this? There are no language barriers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No rules and no language barriers. Plus, you're a rock star, so who gives a shit? Like the FCC, fuck the FCC. <laughs> I do have a genial respect for the establishments of. Order within our country to a certain degree. Certain ones, true. Certain ones. Not the FCC. Not, Not the, the FCC. FCC, though. Not the FCC. You can't. You can't put limits on free speech, baby. No, no. Um, hey, let's talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Super Troopers too before we get any go any further. I can't wait. We had the joy and the pleasure of working with you guys. Uh, everyone knows it because we were talked about it, pictures about it. But you were the guys who scored Super Troopers too. You it's did the so music. Exciting. It's so exciting. It was. It's it was of, awesome. It's the best thing. Honest. I mean this sincerely. It's probably one of the best things I've ever done, and it's. It's inspired a whole new writing f- spurt. Like it's it's put us into the zone that you know we weren't expecting to get into. Like what? Like how? Like how um, did it change? I launched the- right off of that, and I I've almost finished writing the next Eagles album. Really? And it, the next Eagles album is going to be grounded and rooted completely in the new Super Troopers movie. Oh, that's fucking great. Well, because the, the the great thing is that not only do we use you know five or six songs that you you know off your albums. You did an original tune, which maybe we'll talk about. I feel like we don't can't let the cat out of the bag, but maybe we'll. But also, you scored, so you wrote music. You know, for the the guy, the chew crew out there who listens. You know, you write the music and it fills in the scenes. You know, and yeah, and there's a suspense and there's excitement, and you guys wrote that music originally mm-hmm. and put it in there. It's not like anything I've ever done. You know, when you when you record an album, you kind of have an idea of what the song is going to be in advance, and then you write it and you're obsessed on it the whole time, every little moment of it. But this was more like foley or sound design. Yeah, you know, you're watching the the film and and you're not really thinking about the music. You're just trying to accomplish the goal that it requires at the moment creating atmosphere and yeah so when we were yeah. finished with everything i was listening to some of these things really for the first time yeah and i was like fuck i did that awesome yeah, yeah. no i did that yesterday because they sent us uh they sent us the the final product cool to, to check you know yeah because we we were in new york and we did the mix and we did it all and it was fucking great and then they sent it to us so i i was looking through the reels and i was like holy shit i forgot about that music and that music and you know there are those tunes that you guys did that are like they're actually, I mean, I hope you use, they're going to be like, like real tunes, but yeah, they're like, they're filling in a scene of action or whatever, and you're like, God, that's a great fucking tune. Totally. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that one. That's you know? exactly what happened. I'm like, holy shit. So we actually started, I'll even play some of them. We started writing songs from, from these uh, scoring bits. Okay. And 
inspired by the comedy, of course, I've decided to deal with some of the darker elements of my life in this music. Uh, like Paris and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to put the comedy in there. I thought it would be funny to uh, to write a song from the perspective of the bad guys. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be fu- It's probably not going to be funny to anyone else, but yeah. it's going to be funny for me. Yeah, the Super Troopers 2 music, you know, that'd be pretty fucking good. That'd be funny, and by the though. way, I, I, I would like to talk about the movie. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, thank you. No, really no, I mean, is. really, really. Everyone knows that Super Troopers is this, you know, iconic cult film and everything. And, and that's a difficult thing to follow up. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, in totally. any, any respect. But you guys not only followed it, you, you improved on it and you surpassed it, I think. I, I think what you guys did in this movie is so amazing. It's hilarious, but you accomplished these things that that overwhelm expectations even. Yeah. I mean, the Thank casting you. choices, the the writing is fucking priceless. Oh, thanks, it's beautiful. Yeah. But that's a f- cool thing because, like, I, th- I remember when you w- first watched it, you came with Josh to the uh, edit bay. And it was – it's a little nerve-wracking every time you show it to someone because – Especially even at that point, no one had, no one had seen it, and you're yeah. like, "Holy fuck!" You know, does it even work? You know what I mean? And uh, it was nice because you guys came and enjoyed it at least in that very raw state. But it was a blast that you guys enjoyed it, and then I, I can imagine it must be nerve wracking for you because yeah. we we came in it with expectations. You know, I was yeah. I'm a huge fan of the of the first Super Troopers film, so every every second it was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, awesome. But don't awesome. you guys have that too? Like when you put out a new album, I mean, isn't it the same thing every time? I mean, like that's like. We got to one up the last one or whatever. I mean, well, I only steal feeling? from the best. Right. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, I just yeah. basically each and every Eagles of Death Metal is the greatest rock album that's ever made because I steal from the greatest <laughs> rock albums. That's of the all way time. to do it. It's sort of you're like, just a pragmatic guy. Yeah, it just builds it in. It's, it's a built-in success uh, paradigm. <laughs> no, but do you get like do you get nervous when you're playing uh, the new the new material for for people who haven't heard it before in its entirety? And you're like, here it is. I mean, it's got to be Sometimes, but one of the reasons why Joshua hates me as much as he loves me is because I've never had stage fright yeah. ever once. Yeah. And people only know what you tell them, and I really believe in that. And so I start off by trying to tell them that I'm the best in the world. And it's really, I mean, I don't think it's easy, but it's pretty diff- difficult to not know what a song is that sucks. Yeah. So you just don't pick that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't there, you know, I mean, it's like, like for us, for instance, like, uh, you know, like you, you make a movie and... You're going to shoot it, and it's going to be a year and a half. In this case, it's like two years. In some scenes, it's like three years before the audience is actually going to see this stuff. And it's like, we think it's good, right. but it actually does suck. You right, know, like right. people uh, unanimously, 100% of the people who watch it always just watch it with a straight face and don't crack up. Yeah, it's sobering at, you know, at certain points. Yeah, I mean, aren't there those things that you're like, I'm so positive this is awesome, and everyone just hates it? Are there parts where you're like, Fuck it, I'm still keeping it on the album. Or are you like, all right, I've got to take it off because everybody hates it. Do you actually uh, bring up something interesting? That that happens a lot. There's almost uh, uh, like uh, animosity or, or enmity that will develop between the artist and the audience where they get their feelings hurt or feel let down because the audience wasn't with them or didn't understand what they were trying to do. And you either go, well, fuck, I should do better or fuck you. You're, you don't right, get it. Right, yeah. You don't understand right. And you, I think we've all seen that happen with different artists where it's almost a, a, a reluctance to just admit shit sucked. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, there's certain albums Metallica should never have made. <laughs> I don't I think we know this. <laughs> you know, like, it should just never have happened. And if they have the good sense to admit it, then I think they're better off for it. it it's easier for us, though, because I'll tell you, what, like, the way we test it out and figure it out is if there's a laugh, then you know it worked, right? Yeah. And if there's not a laugh, then it probably didn't work. Right. You guys, it's not as cut and dry for you guys in terms of being able to get the response out of music that way right i mean no it in in the rock show i mean because we're a live band yeah you know the the album for us is a promise of what you're going to get live 
and and uh, it's their smiles that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And the level of horniness. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really what rock and roll is. It, it, it ain't a Bible study. It's fucking rock and roll, you yeah. know? And uh, I'm actually trying... My, grand, my dad used to say there's two types of rock bands. There's a rock band that jacks off for everyone to see and a rock band that fucks everybody in the room. <laughs> and I'm always trying awesome. to be in rock band number two. Right, yeah. And that leaves a lot of satisfied customers. <laughs> sure. That's great. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I, you know... in. The other thing that concerned me also when you guys did the scoring, I feel like when people say they want to like get involved and they want to do it, um, they don't. A lot of times you don't realize what a fucking pain in the ass it is, right. <laughs> or how long. I mean, how, you don't how, know how long it takes, into. right? And so it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and like yeah. you're like, oh, it's you know, it'll be fun, whatever. But I, I know we were in the studio. Like I came, in, you guys spent a ton of time, and I came in for some, you know, the mixing stuff or whatever. And, that was a long. Those were long periods, and like I, I didn't know if you guys knew going shit. in, <laughs> like what you know. Oh my God, it's going to be as time consuming as it is. I had no idea what it was, but I've always yeah. wanted to do it. You know, it's one yeah. of those things, and so I figured that for me it would be best to err on side of overdoing it. Yeah, you know, I, I would rather always put in more work. Yeah. than less work. You know what I mean? I'd rather have to remove something than have to add something. Yes, yeah. but um, I really didn't have. I, I had a few ideas of, of, of sources like heroes like Danny Elfman or people like that who've done scores. Sure. And, and then uh, I also looked at different examples of when artists had done scores like uh, uh, Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Right, right, uh, right, right. Queen, Queen and, yeah. And, and, yeah. and these things like that and tried to look at what they did. And then I really just kind of threw that out the window and I really just wanted to obey what the movie seemed to be telling me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what Jorma and I did. And, and uh, fortunately, I had Jorma, it was basically Jorma and I together. Yeah. Trying to figure out what the other guy wanted to do yeah. when he wasn't in the studio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that, I mean, and that, I always feel like that's the hard part. It's fun because we learn every time we make a movie, and I'm sure you guys learn every time you do an album, but whatever. It's like you could also see you guys learning. Like, from my perspective, I could see you guys figuring it out, which was cool, yeah. you know, because I was like, well, that was the first time that we'd written together. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of firsts really? in this. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Were you guys, did you find it frustrating? No. No, not at all. It was one of the most enjoyable and, and uh, profitable, and not just in terms of money, but I'm just saying profitable in terms of all the accomplishments of it, things that I've ever done in my life. I mean, and he and I have become very close friends out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it, be, it, it can be tedious. The whole filmmaking process can be tedious. I showed up and I saw the notes and there was... 67 pieces of music that needed to be written. Yeah, I was yeah, like, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, I never looked <laughs> yeah. at that number. And I, when he said that, he's like, Do you know there's like 67 pieces? And I'm like, What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. But here's but the funny thing. Once, the funny thing was, though, that going into it, when, when, we, when I got to your studio and we talked about it, and it was like, Oh, those 76 pieces of music, I think you guys approached it as I, we have to do an original piece of music for every fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> and I'm like, No, no, no. You can have themes, right? And we can reuse yeah. a piece going, of music later because oh, that's right. what a score is. It's like, you know, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, whatever it is. You know, there's a theme. You know? yeah. And, yeah. And, and I think that was fun to start talking about that. And then when light bulb goes on, you know, it's like, oh, and, yeah. and did you have these guys doing stings and whammies? I did. Like the stings and whammies. So people who don't know, it's like, you know, like the cops, we open up a thing and we find the thing. And it's like, damn. <laughs> that was the fun shit. That's, that's the, the fun that's shit. The good yeah. Thing. yeah, that's the good thing. But then the annoying thing though is when, like, you know, me and Jay, we go in there and like these guys have it all set and we're like, what about the? I don't know. Make it sound like this, right? You know, whatever it was. But that right? was really helpful. That was yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah. attitude is everything, and and 
you could go into something like that presuming and, and putting on the front that you know they've asked me, so obviously I know. But that, that, that's pointless. Yeah. We didn't know shit, really. And we were looking to you yeah. to yeah. give us some clues. Yeah. Now, will you clear this up, the, this, the story of Eagles of Death Metal? Tell, that, tell the story of the title, because I've heard two different stories of it. Well, probably it's a blend of the two, but yeah. it started at a bar called The Beer Hunter in Palm Desert. Okay. Beer Hunter was a bar based on the Deer Hunter. I don't know why you would base the a bar hunter. on the Deer Hunter. <laughs> Perfect. But, uh, they play a lot of but it was it was a beer glass with a horns. It was really wild. And they had the Beer Hall of Foam. Okay. So if you drank within a certain amount of time, this certain amount of beers, you'd get into the Hall of Foam. So, uh, <laughs> Kev, I, I sense a, a road trip coming to this I bar. really do. Classic, <laughs> classic. Hall of Foam. Why am I not in that? But uh, uh, we were in there, Joshua, myself, a friend of ours named Kevin Lee, okay. and Cole Liu, who was a death metal fan. And we were sitting in, in a booth, and this dude put it, went to the ju- jukebox, and he put on Winds of Change by Scorpions, which okay. I think, as we all know, sure. is the least rockin' song that's ever existed. <laughs> sure, and, it's a ballad. And... He was like rocking out to it, like, mm-hmm. and it just looked completely inappropriate. And we were looking at him, and he finally noticed it. And he goes, "What?" And I'm like, "Dude, you need to relax." And he goes, "Why? This is rock and roll." And I go, "No, it's not." And he goes, "Dude, this is heavy metal." And Josh goes, "Dude, no, it's not." <laughs> and he goes, "Dude, this is death metal." And Josh went, "It's like the Eagles of death metal." Right. <laughs> and we were like, "Ah." Oh. So then later on that night, we were in our friend's VW, uh, smoking jazz cigarettes, and I was eating graham crackers. <laughs> just as a side note, and uh, the VW was all green, and it said "doomed." The license plate was doomed. Yeah. And uh, Josh started going, "What would Eagles of Death Metal sound like?" And we were making fun of Cole Lou, like, "Dude, put on some Eagles of Death Metal. Don't put on Vader." <laughs> so he was like sincerely trying to get us to listen to. Uh, to, de- to death metal and we were making fun of him and then jo- Kevin kept going who's eating pie because he kept smelling the graham crackers <laughs> so we went home and, and later on that night or late like it was about 10 in the following morning my roommate Larry Lolly wakes me up and he goes dude will you come to the door Josh is there just fucking deal with him dude and I got to the door, and Josh was, like, all excited. He goes, dude, what would Eagles of Death Metal really sound like? I, I've been thinking about it all night long. And we went into my garage, and we set up, like, a, a, a snare and a floor tom and a, and a hi-hat. And he's like, dude, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know, country music on stripper beats? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, okay, okay, let's go. And that's where it started. Yeah. And he really wanted to go with that before Queens, because we started before Queens. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... We put out a Desert Sessions where we had a death metal vocalist, but I really had no interest in being in a rock band. <laughs> and so, but you weren't singing in that first version. You weren't. You were no. I just, I just uh, wrote the song. I had again, like I, I really thought it was. I wanted to be Ronald Reagan, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I, I thought Joshua was made by God to lead men, <laughs> right? Not in a vanity pursuit like show business, you know what sure. I mean? So I always kind of like scoffed and. I, wanted, I did it because he wanted me to. He always yeah. had this vision of something that I should be able to do. And he always believed in that from the time we were kids. Sure. He's an uncommon individual. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. really an uncommon individual. Yeah. And uh, I just had no interest in it. So it, I went on and got married and started my life and okay. came home to an ugly affair. Okay. And uh, I weighed like 260 pounds at really? the time. Really? You did not. I can't picture that. That's I my size, too. dude. I wait, dude. I'm really? Big old redneck had a big old beard. God, wow. we should do a face swap. With the, with the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have the app? And I then came they'll home. know what Jesse looked like. Then. Yeah. My ex-wife was in bed with another woman, and they were watching. Wait, sex. another woman? Yes. That's, that's not an affair. They weren't even hooking no, up. It was when they're not as attractive as they should be. I okay, suppose. fair enough. But it was a real laser beam situation, and because uh, my mom won't say lesbian, she says laser beam. <laughs> and uh, um, they were watching Sex in the City. They were cuddling. It was something not. Huh. It was something that was meant for me. You know what I mean? Okay. And uh, so I lost all this weight. Like okay. a lot of weight, and my mother thought I was going to commit suicide, so she called Joshua, who was the only person she knew that could probably affect me. Yeah, 
And uh, I got home one day to Joshua sitting on my stoop with an empty pillowcase. And I'm like, what are you doing here? And he goes, your mom sent me. Let me in. And I'm like, okay. And he just went in and he just started taking all my guns and putting oh, them in the pillowcase. Okay. Wow. And then he took them out to his trunk. And once they were all locked in, he came in and sat down and goes, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I had recorded I Only Want You and Whore Hopping as a joke. Okay. Really, just as I had this multi-track computer program that I had an academic interest in wanting to see how it worked. Right. And when he leaned back to talk to me, his elbow hit my computer keyboard and it took it off of a screensaver. And he saw this multi-track session, which, of course, was interesting to him. And he's like, what's this? And when he hit play, everything about the emergency, the reason he was there, went out the window. Okay. And he was like, do you think you can write more of these? Yeah. And my attitude was despondency you know i was like dude what you do is so lame i could write that whole album in a week <laughs> dude and i did kind yeah. of just yeah. as a, a je ne sais quoi to keep it with the french dude you're so fucking cosmopolitan <laughs> dude, that's right, buddy. And, uh, here i am yeah it's like being a werewolf your whole life and not knowing it and not seeing your first full moon what, you age, you actually, what age was that 34 oh wow it okay. was a second life for me you know wow it was really like it was always what it was intended to be for me. It's yeah. sweet that like you could just toss that off. Like so, at thirty four, I became a rock star. Fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even want that shit. By the way, just for the record, I fucking love Winds of Change. I'm just gonna put that out. <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there. Like I saw the Scorpions in concert, and it was the one song they didn't play. Yeah. With all due respect to the Scorpions. They've only got like four or five. <laughs> That's kind of a weird thing for them not to play that. I was like, it's going to be an encore because the show was progressing. And I was like, where's Winds of Change? Where's Winds of Change? Right. And then the fucking, for the encore, they played a new song, oh, which geez. to me is That's a big, is a no-no. No. That yeah. is a no-no. Yeah. yeah. Let that be a lesson And then they didn't, yeah. they didn't play. Did you see him at the uh, Staples? No, I saw it at uh, an amphitheater, uh, but I can't remember which one. Here in town? Yeah, yeah, like, but yeah, like uh, maybe there's an Irvine amphitheater. Oh, okay. okay, but uh, right. few, I, I see the Scorpions the way I do ACDC. There's there's the, the first phase, which to me is the best, and then there's the phase after. Like I don't really see ACDC without Bon Scott as ACDC. I mean, I think they make great albums. I think Back in Black is awesome, but I sure. think that's almost a different band. Yeah. And really, Back in Black is only as good as it is is because. Bon Scott wrote it allegedly. It, allegedly, I've listened to the demos. No, yeah, I mean it. It totally makes sense, but they won't admit it. ACDC won't admit. No, it. but of course they, not. But, but yeah, it's yeah. out there. I mean, they've, they. I have, know they have, those I demos know. are out there with him yeah. singing on it. You can yeah. hear them. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like for those about to rock, and they do have hits after that. But I still love. I love Winds of Change. She's not a rocker. Sure. Sure. And, and when Uli Roth is in the band and you've got Speedy's coming and Sales of Sharon, <laughs> dude, how how do you go from Sales of Sharon to anything else? I don't even sales know what that is. What's Sales of Sharon? Dude, see, that's what I'm saying. The very first phase of Scorpions with Uli Roth and the original drummer. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah. It's really nah, fucking you, got, you have to go back to it now. Prepare to have mind blown. Didn't we run into each other at yeah, the AC, AC, AC concert? concert. Yeah. yeah. We were driving yeah, out of the parking lot and I was like, hey, there's Jesse. Yeah. And, and you ran out of the car to go get him. Out of the car, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was more like a gang load of rambunctious and wildly loaded dudes. Because <laughs> we were in a car. We were actually, this is no shit. As we were walking up, I'm like, dude, look at that car right there. Those dudes are partying. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. And then you come running out. It was, and was five of us in a car. At yeah. first, I was like, dude, is this someone I fucked with? Yeah, like, what's we going bum on? I bum rushed you. Yeah, you did. We and did. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, what's up, dude? It was rad. Yeah. I thought it was rad. Yeah, no, it was. It was. funny. Because you were just. You were just sitting on the side of the road. Smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I like yeah, to yeah. watch people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, there's Jesse. And I like to check the talent on parade. You know, there's like, you just go, her. Yeah. Yeah. You were with talent. You were canoodling with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, I don't have the, I'm allowed to can say Can I ask that. question? Have the Eagles ever contacted you guys, Matt? Or has you ever heard any of that? Like, hey, what the fuck are you doing we to our name? We got an sort of nasty 
like preemptive strike. It basically, you know how like when the Red Hot Chili Peppers get referred to as the Peppers, yeah, or the Peps, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Peps are here, dude. Yeah. But uh, they basically were telling us that if anyone ever decided to reduce our name and refer to us as the Eagles, which a lot of fans were, yeah, that they would do something about it. Okay, and we were like, dude, when the idea well dries up, I guess you got to dig in ours, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> right. You know, I love the Eagles. We, yeah. we we were never trying to insult the Eagles, but. I think they're. Aight. I think they're. Good. I, I think they're. Aight. You know what? For as especially in Los Angeles, nothing. No, that's why I love the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. He didn't like the Eagles. Mm-mm. He likes Creed. I fuck, dude. That line is. <laughs> it's man, I've had a bad day. And yeah. I fucking hate, hate the, the Eagles, Eagles yeah, man. Great. I'm with. Them. I'm not a big Eagles fan, and I think they get overplayed in California, sure, particularly. Yeah. But I like some of their songs. Well, they sort of they came and they sort of summed up that Southern California late '70s vibe that happened. Yeah. You know that like. Yeah. No, they're. I mean, obviously they're the fucking Eagles. I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but know. come but on. But there's some just, there's some personalities in that band that aren't that yeah, pleasant. Yeah, I just don't see Don guys. That's exactly. He's a, he's Joe a, Walsh is a nice fucking badass. He's a love sweetheart. Yeah. I actually did karaoke with Joe Walsh. You did really? at the Sportsman's Lodge, and we did. I love the Sportsman's. Uh, I got a. We did that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, Life's yeah, been yeah. good to me yeah, so yeah, far. Yeah. I did that with Joe Walsh. Holy was, shit, it, that's fucking great. That's the kind of dude he is. Nice guy. He's the kind of guy where he loves what he does. I like him, and he appreciates what he does. You yeah. know, and I'm in that school. We all are. Yeah. Like, this is the greatest job in the world. Yeah, this is the greatest job I've ever had. Yeah, and it only happens because people like the music and and buy tickets. Yeah, yeah. so. Whatever they want to do, I'm going to do. You know, that's how I look at but it. But you like, might have a good appreciation because of what you're talking about. Like, it's age 34 is when you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like Jorma yeah. over here who's a star at age 16. You know what I mean, it's like you, you know, had to fucking. Yeah, but Jorma is one of the finest individuals I've ever known in my life. And I mean that. And, and his yeah. his attitude uh, and sense of ability to appreciate something is, is second to none, you know, and that's. I, I You know, I know that. By being Facebook friends with Jorma, like every every day, he's like, "Here I am, in the fifth corner of the earth. <laughs> Look at this beautiful spot." I'm like, "How the fuck do you? Get, you were just in doing Super Troopers yesterday, and now you're in like fucking. You're on like a treetop." He also does this fucked up shit. We're like, we'll get to a city on tour, and we're all checking into the hotel, and Jorma, suddenly there's a motorcycle waiting there. And you're like, what are you doing? Oh, I rented a bike. I'm going to go for a ride. Oh, later then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get me one, I too. I some me time. How did, you, uh, how did you hook up with these guys? How did you hook up with the Eagles of, um, death, of death metal? Yeah. The we e- met. Oh, coming after I, you right now. We met through Eden. I had. Uh, we met on tour, though, first. Yeah. We, we had known yeah, each had, other. Yeah. In the, in the passing, you know, we, with this mutual respect that happens at festivals. You yeah. know, and I loved, I loved. I love his band. I mean, I love the Bronx. It was I the Bronx Mariachi. and then El Mariachi. What, yeah. what year did you guys meet? I mean, originally. It would have been like six years ago, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, because it was at Reading and Leeds. Yeah, and so you were it, playing yeah. with the Bronx at the time. I was. For years you were with them, right? 14. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you met these guys. And, and the, well, Bronx was a punk, kind the Bronx of was a punk band originally. Yeah. And then got mm-hmm. into the Mariachi. Right, yeah. not just a punk band, but a seminal. The yeah, punk. no, I remember. The. I remember reading about you guys in Rolling Stone when you, when you guys first came on the scene. Yeah, like uh, like this band is the fucking punk band. Like this is they they've revitalized the genre and they're and then I saw you got my wife, my then girlfriend. Like literally, I think we were That's like right. a month dating. Yeah, she brought me to their show. Like was it like Safari Sam's? Is that a place in yeah. uh, like all the way east? Yeah, yeah. it is. Or, in like not so the first like, one I remember was Alex's though, in Long Beach. Oh, that was this. That was uh, you and I might have met there. Yeah, I met uh, Matt and Brad at Safari Sam's, Sam's. Yeah. and you guys were had just started playing mariachi. 
Yeah, that was the first time we ever did it. Yeah, in fact, I don't think you played punk that night. I think you just did mariachi. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. So tell me that though. Like, what? Like, you were this punk band for a while, and then you decided to to do mariachi, or is it just a spinoff? So it's genius. Uh, We got asked to do a uh, acoustic version of something for a TV show, and like that would suck. So had the idea of doing it mariachi style, and it just kind of snowballed. And then that, and then you're like, let's just go in this direction. Is that yeah? Really? And then how long did did both both bands? Okay, got it. But like I mean, because I then I saw you guys at the El Rey, and that was like you did a mariachi set to open. Yeah. Then walked off, and then came back out, and did the punk set, and just blew the doors off the joint. Like the places. I mean, and the great thing is, is like the people are way into both. Right. Yeah. Because I like I mean that first album that you guys came out with, like I still put that on by the pool. Like that's a great the mariachi album is just like it's incredible. It's, a it's legit. One. You're awesome. also Hispanic, so that's another. I am Hispanic, thing. but that was the thing. So, like, I approached these guys because I was that was what. Wait, I was I'm first. sorry. What did you say? I'm Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Jess. No, like, uh, like I was doing Run for the Border. That's what yeah. I was first trying to get there. I was like, holy shit, this music. Yeah, this right. could be the whole soundtrack for right. that. What right. happened? That's like that a right? Hispanic cliche. Run for the border. What is that? It is. It's a yeah. It is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good title for it's, that movie. It's Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. Half my family's Mexican, so I. I <laughs> is that right? Yeah, it's true. But wait, so wait, but how did you meet the, how, what, you, you kind of spent your time, enough time with the, the Bronx, decided to move on, or what's the... We were home from tour, didn't yeah. have much lined up, so yeah. I was just kind of looking for something in the interim, and I met Eden at Jumbo's Clown Room. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And I was and, uh, having a party at my house. Yeah, so yeah. he invited me to Jesse's house, and we hung out a little and bit. And you kind of knew each other mutually from bands yeah, and whatever. Yeah, and, and Eden, Eden is, he's one of our... our team members you know he's one of us and he is been instrumental in going why don't you need a drummer so i'm going to bring this dude over and not really say anything about it and let's just see what happens and yeah. i loved him immediately yeah i mean better I than homie right better drummer than homie right come oh on. yeah just of come course like, who isn't though who right. isn't well but, you're not that you're, but he's yeah, not really okay. a drummer he does something different who joshua Jorma or joshua, joshua. Okay. but the second Jorma was at my house i was like he's got to be in the band yeah it's got to be him but you know that that's interesting though because like it, it's it's a different it's a very different music then right from playing yeah, punk yeah. To, to playing with the Eagles of Death Metal. <laughs> What's the di- like? What, how is it different? Just the way Josh writes his his drum parts. It's not like a drummer would think. Yeah, it's written like a guitar player would think. Or what does that mean? What do you mean? Well, he writes his drum parts with me writing them. Yeah, so that's different. <laughs> but what like how like, the timing is that different? It's or timing, you, it fills feel. places. We like quirk. And yeah. we don't like fills. Yeah. I don't let any. I don't like fills. Okay. I don't like that stuff. I like a drum beat to be quirky, and I also like the every instrument to eventually be required to make the overall beat. Okay. Because I play guitar like a drum. Okay. I use the James Brown theory. Every instrument's a drum. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that is that's a big difference. When every instrument's a drum, it requires a lot more of the drummer. Yeah. It requires a lot more of the drummer. I mean, mm-hmm. and. I've gone through a lot of drummers, you know. Yeah, and yeah. This is the first time that we've ever had a band instead of just a lineup. Okay. You know, because yeah, yeah, the way the way Joshua affects the band is that oftentimes we're just playing with a lineup. Yeah, because yeah. he he's doing other shit. And but this is really a band. Yeah. And it we're a live band, like I said before. So I, my job was to make everyone forget about Josh. I knew that in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I knew in Piece the beginning. Of cake, right, Jarma? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've accomplished it. Yes. But, I, just, I mean, have you seen this? Yeah. But, I mean, um, come on. Uh, I knew that would be the job. And Joshua and I both did. We knew that people would be coming in the very beginning for him. Yeah. I mean, and name a single side project that's ever been successful beyond an album. Yeah. There isn't one. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. But I wasn't going to let that reason apply to me. Sure. And I refused to not be loved. 
Right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm endeavoring to stay horny for the rest of my sure, life. Sure, yeah, sure. And that's the rule. When you stay horny and you smile on stage, people want to come, come play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the name of the new album, Stay Horny? <laughs> or Dick Bigger Than John Holmes. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> Both catchy. So did you have a problem transitioning then to that? Or, you know, the way you used to play for the Bronx and the way you play now, was it tough? Or Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Oh, especially with Davy Joe catching terrorizing him. Uh, <laughs> on the first tour we did in Australia, you know, after Paris, which is an event that we went through that was yeah, quite yeah. tragic. I mean, yeah, I'm sure yeah. everyone knows yeah. about it. Each band member dealt with it in their own way. Yeah. You know, and Davy Joe was to basically spousal abuse, Jorma. Like, I mean, dude, I didn't know any of this was going on. And Jorma finally called Joshua to be like, dude. <laughs> Does anyone like me in this band? Like, what's going on? I thought I was going to get canned the first week. Oh, really? Were they, oh, doing, yeah. were they hazing you or they just mean to Davey you? Was yeah. doing, Davey was doing shit like I would walk away and he would be alone with Jorma and he'd go, I've seen a lot of drummers in my life and you don't got it. <laughs> like that kind really? of stuff, dude. But was he just yeah. fucking with you? No, no, he. Oh, was, he didn't think you got it. Yeah. You're like, dude, I'm a child prodigy, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. dude, I think he was. This was deal- like three shows into. He me, was dealing with. It was how he dealt with. I see. Paris. Yeah. Okay. It was really how he because when I found out about it, I, I I'm not one that likes to mince words, and I like to call shit out in public. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I found out about it, I started calling it. out. I'm like, dude, so are you going to marry him? I mean, if you're going to abuse him like this, you might as well marry him. I mean, uh, at least then you'll have that protection. Like, right. And I, I took Davey aside. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? But Davey's one of the most incredible individuals, and he Absolutely. realized what was going on. And so at some point, it was like an after-school special, and he was turned, exactly. and, and then, and then <laughs> now the he's your best buddy. All weird. Yeah. Did that happen, that moment? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he apologized, you. and he... Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Davey's <laughs> just... And we just got more comfortable musically. Everything happened so fast. Yeah. We had one rehearsal, and then we were on stage in front of 50,000 yeah, people. Yeah, it's, yeah. And I write all the songs, yeah. and I showed up to none of the rehearsals. Yeah. <laughs> it's it great. Just that's, because. That's so rock I and roll. That. That's rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, so the first ha- time we ever played together was a show. Was yeah. literally oh, wow. just thrown in. Yeah. Because right. I got to be able to walk on top of the band, like... The way I look at it, if you're good enough to be in this band, all I got to do is hand you the record, and that should be all I give you for you to know. And is everything. that what you did? You went and listened to the yep. records to learn the songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. God. How long does that? Hard. Sent me like a set list of what they were kind of doing on the past tour. How yeah. long does it take you to learn a whole a whole set? It depends. It depends. And then how? Well, then how much time are you spent? Like you're on stage playing. How much are you just winging it? You're like, I Jesse actually have no idea. To know it. I don't know this right? fucking song. And I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, I had cheat sheets. I'd written out like uh, short form. Like yep. yeah, right to help you out on the stage. Yeah. And then you all of a sudden you're playing mariachi drums. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Drums. Well, so so wait. A second. I, I, I'm cu- <laughs> like I'm curious. So just like back it up. So I because I, I know your your story is pretty interesting about just getting into rock and roll. Like where did it start for you? So. Uh, <laughs> you, I mean, you told me the story, which was amazing to me, that you left home at what age? Uh, 17. Right. And you just took a bus to L.A. <laughs> and well, got off a much. bus? So, so I grew up on an island outside of Seattle. Yeah. yeah. And I started playing drums when I was, I don't know, 10 or 11. Yeah. And uh, then my parents let me drop out of high school to play drums. So I did high school through the mail and finished early. <laughs> nice. And uh, moved to Hollywood. And did you really play drums? Because my kid, my kid right now is, tr- is trying to play the guitar. He's 10 years old. No, no, I played the And shit. he doesn't, you know. I was in the cabin. And did like you have a drum set or you had like yeah. a pa- practice pad? <clears throat> no, no, okay. full drum set. Okay. And were yeah. you good right off the bat? Like did you have a natural aptitude I had a for knack it? for it, but drums are a thing. It takes a fucking while to get good. Yeah. yeah. Do you call yourself a percussionist? 
When I play percussion. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you yeah, see that? Right, you don't right, even right. know what that means. I don't, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> know the difference. <laughs> oh, do you have a set of drumsticks that's just got like the little, like the sticks on, like the little things? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And what do those do? They, they just make things sound pleasant? <laughs> yeah. Like a yeah. dream? Almost. Yeah, like a dream. <laughs> the dream sticks. The, the dream, dream sticks. The dream sticks, yeah. dream sticks? Okay, so yeah. wait, so, so you, you dropped out of high school, you got a GED? No, no, I graduated. You graduated. I just did it through the mail. It was total bullshit. Okay, see, the, yeah. kids, high school's bullshit. Okay, it is. So, uh, <laughs> but your parents, I mean, listen, we come from like, we come from fucking like the like East Coast, you got to go to college, yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. Like my, my, you know, I dropped out of college, but my, my father still doesn't talk to me about that. <laughs> he, he still won't talk about it. Like you could never do this. Like your parents sure. are cool for letting you just go. They're the coolest. Yeah. yeah. Were they? Were they? Oh, can you imagine fun? then your sixteen-year-old get on a bus and just go to L.A. by himself to no. live? No, no, I can't. Yeah, these That's days, I can't. I mean, you you a son who's. I have a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, I would over yeah. my dead body. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, I mean, but your dad. I mean, your dad was in a famous band, so it's like for you to do that is not a stretch for your dad to say like. Yeah, but when my parents divorced, my mother was so against. She had such a reaction to that culture. Okay, like she's anti-rock and dude, roll. Dude, <laughs> that we joined a Calvinist Baptist church oh, in Jesus. 1979 where okay. not women couldn't wear shorts or pants. I mean, we went to this extreme... <laughs> Holy shit. Extreme opposite. And, and I spent the next four years from the time I was like eight until I was 12 being told that I was, you know, corrupted and, and a very, very weird upbringing, you know. And no rock and roll, nothing. Nothing was allowed like that. Yeah. And it had been my whole life. So I was in this conflict. I, I My mother was so abused by my dad. I didn't want to be like him. Yeah. But then I had these things that were just innate and I couldn't help, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I tried to fuck with it and I played flute. <laughs> that was my mom's attempt Ian to Anderson. like we to, to emasculate me a little bit. She when I wanted to play an instrument, I wanted to start with drums, and she was like, "How about flute?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to to try to distract, you know, to to throw me off of it. And you know, I, I'm an Eagle Scout. I want, like I said, I wanted to be Ronald Reagan. I was salutatorian of my class. Uh-huh. I, I I did a lot of very typical uh, square things, but uh, none of that shit matters. It only matters where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and, and you found it at 34. I mean, I was born to it, yeah, truly, but just without the benefit of being able to know it at first. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, just a little side note. So we were talking about Ian Anderson. It turns out Ian Anderson's daughter is married to Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. Do you guys know this? You guys watch The Walking Dead? We just found this out. The lead guy in The Walking Dead is married to Jethro Tull's daughter. Ian Anderson's his father-in-law. How about that? Yeah, yeah. weird. Right? Okay, That's so, fucked up, right? Okay, so wait. And she got all of her feminine qualities from her dad's flute she playing. Did. <laughs> and, he, right. and he played the flute at the wedding. Did he, he really? played the shit know. out of that know. flute, though. He really, he really did. did. I, I I never, on one leg. See, yeah. I, I take umbrage foot. with this because I never played flute because of Ian Anderson. I always thought that one leg thing was so lame. But, oh, but go back. I just watched it again. Uh, it was on TV the other night. Rock and Roll Circus. Rock and yeah. Roll Circus. With, with uh, Tony Iommi on guitar. And he quit that band to start Black Sabbath. I didn't realize Tommy Iommi was in that. Yeah, he's the one with the hat. Get out of here. Yeah, that's him. That's Tony Iommi with I that. I did not know that. Did you know that? I don't think I knew that either. No. That was his band, and he quit that band that week to start Black Sabbath. Oh, okay. Wow. But I think Ian Anderson looks pretty cool in that. In that. He, he does look pretty cool. Because you never see the young Ian Anderson. You never do. You, you see, see the older, crazier, homeless dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Ren Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never yeah, yeah. see the Aqualung like, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I played because of Confunction. Yeah. That band... That funk band that had the rad flute player, and he always did the rad flute solos. And then War, they had a flute player. So, yeah. do you ever bust out the flute? Yeah, all the time. I play. I played flute on most every Queen's album. Joshua really? likes to do that as a little like. Uh, do you do flute? Do you do flute in our uh, soundtrack? I do. I do. Yeah, you do. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that. In yeah. the Jay loved the flute. He, remember we'd have that thing. I was like, I'd be like, oh, this flute. Jay's like, I love the flute. Yeah, yeah the yeah, flute yeah. and the cowbell. He was yeah. all about. He was all in the cowbell. Okay, so, but, uh, so, so wait. So we got a lot of stuff going yeah. on here. But so you yeah. dropped out of high school. You yeah. you graduate from high school, and yeah. you get on a. Your parents let you go on a bus to yeah. come to Hollywood. Yeah. And then what the fuck happens? I went to music school for a couple months. Okay. Were you the, scared? Were you the nervous? The dude gets off yeah. the bus on like Vine Street and doesn't know. It was anybody. my first time. Dude, this is like the Welcome to the Jungle video. Did you take a bus? Yeah, no. Okay, because I was going to say that we, you might have gotten off at that one place that we were reminiscing. No, no, no. I, I drove. I drove. I drove. Okay. okay. Um, so I got. I had to have my brother come down and rent me an apartment because I wasn't old enough to. Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I went to music school for a couple of months. And, and were then, you just trying to get into a band? You're just trying to find guys to go. I was to band just with? trying to learn. Yeah. Um, and I'd be walking down the hall and there'd be like a dude playing Flight of the Bumblebee on his guitar. <laughs> I'm in the wrong fucking place. Right. Right. <laughs> so I had met some dudes down in Orange County and started a band down there. Yeah. And started touring when I was 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. 37 now. That's and like when, a... did you, when did the, uh, the Bronx start? When did that, how old were you when that, you got into that band? <sighs> I started the Bronx when I was 22. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, and you like... just met those guys and you guys started the band. Yeah. 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 We had all, um, all the guys in the Bronx had worked at record labels, so I had known them from. What do you mean? Career. Like they were executives? No. Oh, okay. like one of the guys was an artist there. Uh, okay, got it. One of the guys was a mailroom guy. You know. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, then you guys started, and then just were together for fourteen years. Yeah. Wow. One of the guys, Brad, used to do the trumpet for the Kentucky Derby. No kidding. Really? How do you get that job, man? I don't know. He's Mr. Kentucky. Really? He's like a colonel and everything. We were just there. Were you? Yeah, yeah, like, you see Brad? No, is he living there now? Yeah. Got a house. Damn it. Is he yeah. in Lexington? We were in Lexington. No, Louisville. Okay. okay. That's still close. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a colonel. I, I paid I, for it in Universal Life Church. You can have those legal titles. Yeah. Sure. And colonel. I'm, Lemmy's a minister. I'm a minister. I'm Reverend Steve Lemmy. I'm actually a real minister, an independent Catholic minister. Well, I'm a real minister, too, Jesse. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I know. I have the power to marry you to Jorma right now in the state of California. And I have the power to excommunicate. Uh, oh, well, fine. I'm not religious. Yes. Fuck yourself. There no, we go. I, I'm actually the youngest bishop on the Council of Bishops in California. Is that right? Really? I'm part of the marriage counseling program at the diocese here. <laughs> well, from, from experience or no? Yeah, I've fucked up more marriages. I'm sure I, I probably know how to like fix them. Yeah. I've married like about 30 different couples, and I've refused to marry about five. Based on what? Do you refuse? Well, I want I want to know if your parents are married when I'm finding out if I'm going to marry you. And if okay. your parents aren't married, okay. then you need a little... You need some skill sets. Okay. So you, have, you don't you have, have a bar. You they, set say, a bar. they say Bishop Hughes is a real hard ass. Well, you know, you, you, you're not going to know how to right be now. into a marriage, and you're not going to know how to be successful at a relationship if your parents weren't. Right. It's just not possible. Okay. So it's not that I refuse to marry them. It's just that I require a little bit more work. A little work. You need an addendum it. to your uh, to your background. Right. My, order, parents, my parents. My parents. Bishop with a conscience, right yeah. there. Well, I want the marriage is a is a is a creation of God. It's an institution. It's a holy thing, and I I take it very seriously. So yeah. I want to make sure it has its best chance of success because it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, my marriage failed. It wasn't because the marriage was bad. It was because I failed it. Because of rock and roll. Because of rock and roll, baby. <laughs> right. I had to sacrifice that bride for rock and roll. <laughs> you married to rock and roll, bro. What's the thing? Les- what's the lesbian term that you're Laser beam. Laser beam. I think those girls are laser beams. <laughs> it's really funny. My mom's, my mom's the most precious lady you ever great. met. Does She's she, unbelievable. Does she come and rock out now? She does, but she walks off when I sing whore hopping because I use the word, you know, goddamn. Yeah. Okay. Not going to happen. GD. She doesn't like GD. And when I, we were playing with Peaches once, and Peaches and I did the. Uh, 
that song from uh, Team America. America, fuck yeah, 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 yeah. And I could just—it was this packed crowd at the uh, Queen Mary, and I could just see way in the back my mother just making a beeline. <laughs> <for the game>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Levy. His dad won't come to the shows anymore because he made jokes about his dad's dick, and now his dad won't come. <laughs> Won't come to the comedy shows anymore. Yeah, I did a whole routine about uh, accidentally seeing my dad's dick. <laughs> my dad was in the audience, and he, now he's he's. The next time we came back to New York, he was like, uh, "Do I have to come?" And I was like, "You don't have to come." He's like, "I would prefer not to." And he's, and he's never seen. But he, you know, my dad used to saw every live show. Every yeah. yeah. Up when we were in New York, I mean, he, he lived in New York, so he would come to every fucking show. Yeah, every single show. Every single live show. Yeah. Now, now, he, fuck you. He was at, I remember it was at Caroline's. Yeah. That's the last show he saw was at Caroline's. That's it. Because you made fun of his dick. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I called him out. I said, by the way, my dad's right here in the audience. And the audience cheered and everything. Sure. And he he my red. mother would go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I F with my mom a lot, too, you know. Yeah. It's funny. But yeah. she, she's very supportive. She, she didn't want me to be in a rock band because she was concerned. She didn't want me to, you know, end up like my dad. Sure. And, uh, but what my dad did was contrary to what was inside you know I, i've never looked taking it personally like that like i'll just take what i want from him and leave the rest sure sure and i took the big dick yeah the yeah. rad attitude yeah yeah the rad is what the we call it. really being good at sex sure yeah yeah and the music and stuff. threw that out the yeah. window yeah. Yeah. That right out the window <laughs> yeah and i jumped on board with the other stuff yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool cool it's perfect it's perfect cool cool that's rock and roll that's rock and roll that's roll little dick <laughs> Have you ever seen the Cheech and Chong comedy special, the last album they released, Get Out of My Room? Uh-huh. You ever listened to it? No. When Chong goes on this thing about what it takes to make a hit rock song. First, you need a song that sucks. <laughs> Pretty rad. Yeah. I, by the way, when when uh, I go back and watch the first Cheech and Chong movie, that that fucking song that they played is awesome. Like, Dude, the whole soundtrack. The yeah. yeah, yeah, where they're like, my mama's a little... Yeah, yeah. I was It's off that first album of theirs. But all the soundtrack music, that was actually one of the big sources for doing your movie that I listened to. Oh, really? Go back and watch that movie, and when the scoring music comes on, it lifts up, and it sounds incredibly well-recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was some of the greatest musicians at the time. Most people don't know that. I mean, that band they had making all that scoring music was was like uh, uh, Santana and oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like all these greats making that music yeah, and yeah. without any credit yeah. I mean Harry Dean Stanton's in the movie and he was so loaded he didn't know it so that when they sent him the forms to sign off he was like you guys are fucking with me and wouldn't even sign it yeah. and they just put those deleted scenes back in oh they like, did? yeah it, you know you know when uh, Chong goes to court he's all loaded fucking yeah. vodka man yeah. you just assume that's Chong and he's loaded yeah. but there's a whole sequence in the jail cell after they get arrested and Harry Dean Stanton's the guard and he's trying to sell him pills and when they hear somebody Chong accidentally takes them okay yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. kind of funny yeah, yeah. Well, so here's uh, here's the question I had then, because like uh, like little Easter egg type things. And I I don't think we can say we're not going to say the name of the song that you that you uh, covered for. for should our we movie. not? Should we sa- should we save it as a secret? What do you guys think? I, we should yeah. build. Let's build a little tension. Yeah, yeah. let's okay. tease it just so now. Tease it. Yeah. So you guys covered uh, a famous song that maybe you don't. I can't, I can't, no, 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 don't. You don't love the song. I can but put it now like this. you fucking love the song. I love the song now, but I, I hate both the author of the song okay. and I hated okay. the version of okay. the song. Okay. Just because it you know, it's a, a a period in my life when that song was playing. Yeah. Awful shit was going down. Sure. But now you love it. Well, now I love it. And now you're going to fucking play it for years in concert. We are learning it for this next <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> well, and by the way, I might say cuz like Kevin Kevin played it for Sorry, me. Scott. And I was like, because because I, I think it's a, a bit of a challenging song. It's to, very challenging. Yeah. To to 
because I love the song. And, and like, uh, okay, everybody, it's Winds of Change. It's Winds of Change. <laughs> <laughs> they do it. By the way, we should have you do Winds of Change. No, but, but like, uh, when I first heard it, I was like, holy fuck. Fucking shit played it. Like, I love it. I think it's Yeah, let me have you play it over and over again for me. It turned out really cool. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, but you can talk about this. Are there any, like, did you bring anybody uh, exciting in, like Santana? Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. This is my question. Oh, gotcha. Okay. This is my Easter egg question. Go. I I was watching uh, the um, Fargo season one, Mm -hmm. and I was telling Kevin, I was like, oh, I'm watching Fargo season one. You know, it's it's really good. I was like, Colin Hanks is in it. He's like, oh, yeah, Colin Hanks is uh, on the soundtrack. I was like, what? Well, his name's in the credits. He is. Yeah, yeah. He played. He 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 was in bands when he was a kid. And he wanted to play bass, and I'm like, dude, I want you on this. <laughs> and I brought in like L King, yeah, uh-huh. L King, who's amazing, and uh, uh, the band Highly Suspect. They're one of my favorites. I mean, yeah. it was really just who was with us. And there's a whole, unbeknownst to most anybody, there's a whole lot of horny, sexy girls who got to be recorded. Oh, this. good. Okay, that's good. Well, so then we were Kevin and I were at LAX, right? And we walked by Stephen Percy from Rat, and he said. Stephen Percy's on the album too. I don't know if that's true. Is that that true? were you hanging out with him at the it's, time or something? It's uh, Mark uh, from Bullet Boys. Okay. okay, remember the song "Smooth Up in You"? Yeah, "Smooth yeah. Up in You." Mark actually sings the backups on the song we're talking about, uh, and okay. Stephen Percy was like getting jealous and like, "I want to come in and sing on this record." <laughs> okay. But his like, song is cellar. in. He, we he re-released uh, "Round and Round." And so that's in the in the, the strip club, scene. yeah, the yeah. bar scene. Yeah. Is that the new version? That's the new version, and that's the song that plays uh, during that. So he's actually in the. Yeah. And by the way, just as a little trivia here, Bullet Boys are on the Beer Fest soundtrack. Oh, are they? Yeah. No Soar Eagles of Death Metal. Soar Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah. That's right. Wow. That's right. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Dude, the whole thing comes full circle. Like, I mean, so, you know, Jorman and I met 10 years ago. Yeah. And then, like, to me, it's amazing. Then you joined this band, and we had got to know these guys. Yeah. I don't even know how that happened. Uh, Soder got to know uh, Josh at the dog park. At something like that. At the and dog then, park, and then we all kind of hooked up that <laughs> way. Which is very not rock and roll, right? They met at right. the dog. Park. They met at the dog park, and then we all. Then I remember we did this thing with Soder for a phone company commercial. We played for him, and he filmed it all on phones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. He was he was doing ads for uh, his company or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I, I, I just... and then you came and played at the telethon, the uh, the telethon which was for the thing, yeah, which was fun. I sat next to you yeah, in yeah, my yeah. bulletproof jockstrap. People talk about my jiggly thighs. It, it was offensive. <laughs> really, I, I, some of the best and most rewarding experiences have been with you guys. I mean, I, I should probably take the time to tell you that oh, your your you. your belief in our music, or however you want to call it, that caused you to put it in the movies that you did. Yeah, that meant the world to us that yeah. was at a critical time when you know our confidence levels needed to be reinforced these things are very important yeah and for it to be someone like you that we already love and admire that that makes you oh, feel like you're thanks, part of a, a beautiful gang you know yeah. what i mean yeah thanks, so man. i just wanted to take the moment but we like it because it's just fun rock and roll yeah it's fun authentic rock the, and roll well because i remember like we because of soder and josh being friends we got invited to go backstage at an Eagles show a long time ago. Okay, okay. I, I can't remember the venue. Okay. Was it here in L.A.? It was here in L.A. Was it at the Henry Fonda? I don't think I was there, but yeah. Or oh. the Wiltern, because I remember, I, I do remember. Yeah, it. yeah. I don't, I, you know, but I, I remember the after party was at the uh, the ca- the Pink Cadillac, so it was in that it was in that area <laughs> uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. The Pink Cadillac, the Velvet Margarita. The Velvet Margarita, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, was the, that was the Henry Fonda. Okay, and so, yeah, so we saw you there, and then we went to the after party. Right. Which was? What, did you go to the upstairs cocaine room? Uh, I think so, because you know what happened. Like that's that's the night I met Troy, and uh, we were hanging out backstage, just having a, a hoot, having a great time. He's wonderful. Yeah, and then like uh, he was the one who said, "Come to the Velvet Margarita." 
Because I guess, like, does he have some? You guys have some ownership in that? No, the owner is he's like my godfather. Okay, so that's so like uh, so. Then I went there and I couldn't get in. But then I was like, I was telling whoever I was with, I was like, fuck, like uh, I have to find Troy's. We we need to get to figure out how to get Troy's phone number. And then the, like the owner was like, oh, are you here with a friend of Troy? And I was like, yeah. And then it was a, it was actually a lady. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she said, come on in. Yeah, that's uh, that's Ava. Okay. Yeah, They've been great. instrumental to our life. They, they provided a clubhouse, but they have this upstairs room that's hilarious. It's all glass. It's a thousand lines of glass, whatever. Yeah. But people play <laughs> poker up there like morons because Big Daddy just sits there and he's got the mirrors all behind them and he can see every card that they have. <laughs> and people continue to play poker in that room. And I think it's priceless. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I love that shit. Yeah. Um, are you guys touring now, or when do you tour? We leave in, what, a week and a half with yeah. Mastodon. And, like, a huge tour, like uh, going it's on a the state, road? It's a, almost a month-long statewide tour. Holy shit. And yeah. do you the guys get tired, or do you, like, you just like going on the road? I still enjoy it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, honestly. I mean, I'll yeah. be honest with you. There's, there are times where you get, like, to like uh, the fourth weekend, and I'm with Lemmy. I'm like, fuck. I'm done. <laughs> and you guys home. are only doing weekend shows? Yeah. Or? Yeah. yeah. We don't That's do, like, easy. you guys. You guys are hardcore. We're, yeah. we're pussies. I never had friends when I was a kid because i yeah. moved from south carolina and these are my family you know yeah, so I, I know it's really corny for me but i, I love no, no. every second of we it we work with a band too i mean yeah. we're with five dudes so i love we're... every second of it and yeah. i look forward to seeing these guys every day and you know and after you know paris it makes you different yeah and uh you realize really quick what's what's important and what's not important yeah you know what i mean and there's just too much cool shit to do before the shithouse goes up in flames. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, to How, be, are the shows different now? Paris they're more intense. They're yeah. more. I mean, like, I refuse to let the bad guys win. Yeah. Under any circumstances. Yeah. And they don't get to win. And uh, so I, I just, I'm just going to keep shaking my dick and having a good time. Are the fans more intense now? You they're feel more. Like, or like they... there was like a line drawn in the sand. Yeah. And nobody was willing to retreat. That was very inspiring. Yeah. To have. An entire army of fans, basically, actually, not even basically, after immediately following it, I was getting letters from people who were like, you can't give up. Now, listen to me, you motherfucker. Bad shit happens to everybody. That that was like everywhere, which was really sweet because it it was like they needed it. Yeah. And that was an important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like the luckiest motherfucker in the world. Yeah. And that vibe comes across in your show. I mean, like, that's how you feel in those live shows. Hands down, this is... I'm the luckiest motherfucker yeah. in the world. I could be flipping burgers. The the worst day in this life is better than the best day in a regular life. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I no, really I mean, love it. No, yeah. well, that's you know, that's great because uh, you know, I mean, not a lot of, I shouldn't say not a lot of people. There are people who don't appreciate what they have. Dude, we see people all day long that act like the biggest dicks in the world. Sure. You know, I mean, basically when you're in a rock band, you're saying, look at me. And then when you get that, you say, don't look at me. Yeah. You can't come. I mean, it just seems weird to me. It seems counterintuitive. Like yeah. It happens in our business, too. I mean, like I'm just a rock and roller, yeah. but I'm just the one who gets to shake his dick. I'm just the monkey who gets to shake his dick while other people watch. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's my role. Yeah, but yeah. by the you know, by the way, it's, it's like, it's ridiculous because we do know people like that where it's like, they achieve a level of fame or celebrity or success, and then they're annoyed with the fans. Fans want to come up and take a picture, and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Or like they they won't give them the time of day, and you're like, "Yeah, it is a cliche, you but it's the fucking it. truth." I mean, it's <laughs> like, dude, and I've <laughs> seen some stars, quote unquote, rip yeah. people's heads off for oh, yeah. just wanting a, a yeah. an autograph, and and then to watch that fan 
who the, it may have been it may be my 100th request for an uh, an autograph but it's their first one yeah. yeah they they are completely unaware and uninvolved in the backstory they don't know any of this shit and it's not their job to keep up on it you know what i mean I, yeah I just maybe it's just I like people. Well, no, but there's also there's also a reality which is what you were talking about, which is you know music and film. People do associate that with certain periods of their life, whether they're extremely positive or extremely negative. Either way, it's there are powerful associations. Huge. If you yeah. shit on that by like by not being cool to them, then you're a fucking dick. <laughs> I, th- I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and when you've, you've seen that look, when you see an artist bite someone, yeah. Their heart gets broken. You can see it in their face. Yeah, like this whole thing that they believed in that was part of their leisure life, it's crushed. And how could you possibly be a part of doing that? That's like a crime. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Unless you have to wait really long for a table at a so restaurant. You're less then likely you're gonna... to get laid. <laughs> yeah, I guess My grandma taught me how to get laid. She told me you catch more fish with a net than with a line. A line something you say to a girl. A net's an attitude you say to the whole room. Okay. And mm. you can't be throwing mm. out a great net if you're being a dick. That's good. Mm. That's good. Mm. Fucking hold on. We have to take these rock and roll uh, cliches home. into our life. I'm going to divorce these... my wife. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> employ that technique. I got, I'm going out with the net. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. Are you guys all married? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. How long have you been married? Uh, now it's been uh, I'm gonna say six years, six or awesome. seven years. Yeah. Wow. And how long have you been married? Sixteen years. Do you have a lady, a lady friend? Not at the moment. Okay. Oh, look at this guy. He did, which is an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is because we talked we've talked about this in the past about how like breaking up with somebody before you go on a movie shoot or whatever like. Break it up with somebody before you go on a rock tour. I yeah. mean, that's got to be like a holy shit. I mean, come on, right? Because <laughs> the tour is just going to break you up naturally. Yeah. So exactly. why go through so the agony why... of having to do it yourself? Yeah. And then why not enjoy yourself on the tour? Yeah. Why right. not enjoy yourself? You don't bring sand to the beach. That's right. Okay. There's another one. And another I mean, one. shit. After I joined this band, it was. <laughs> is that right? Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's horny. Yeah, it's no, I believe it's a sexual vibe. It, it is. Jesse. It. It's it is. funny when you put it out there, you get it back in yeah. spades sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's an investment that has a big return. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kev, we need to re- save need- sex, drummer. Save sex. Yes, buddy. yeah. We need to reevaluate what yeah, we're doing. You just don't we have to- sex with a gun. Yeah, yeah. That's safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, just, let's do a, a movie where we're a band. Like okay. where we're the fucking hottest, okay. horniest, sexiest band okay. in the world. Okay. What what would he is he the bass player? What's he? Who me? Yeah, like the Michael Anthony. No, I'm like Meatloaf. I'm you like, just, <laughs> like Meatloaf. long hair. Oh, I like yeah, that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. You gotta sweat your ass off. And I would I would advise you to use Turbo Negro as your source for a lead singer of okay. how to do it. Okay. Well, uh, the Meatloaf, you know, like some of those Meatloaf videos, he'd be like. French kissing Ellen Foley, who's the woman who like sings all the female. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. you're like, how do you get her to do that? Because he's yeah. fucking sexy. Dude, I got a story about Meatloaf. Loaf. Meatloaf okay. is okay. the real deal. Okay, and uh, we were doing the Kerrang Music Awards in England, mm-hmm. and we were seated next to Meatloaf. Mm. Nice. And about thirty minutes into it, his wife leans over. Meatloaf gets up and leaves, and meet, his wife goes. Meat would like me to tell you, <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay, and she goes. That he really enjoys uh, listening to you guys talk, and if when he comes back to his seat, if you wouldn't mind having a drink with him. And I was like, well, I don't drink, but I mean, okay, I'll have a shot with him. Okay. So, and she goes, but please, he doesn't normally drink, and we kind of like to keep him not drinking. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. So you, he asked, co- you asked. Yeah, he comes yeah. back and sits at the table, and 15 minutes later, he was working on his second bottle of Patron. Mm-hmm. Jesus, okay. And 
we loved each other immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's awesome. And then he goes, you guys inspired me, so I'm going to do something when I go announce or deliver the award because he was an announcer. So he walks up to the podium, and before he can even say anything, he kicks the podium down, and he goes, you're all pussies. Rock and roll is not about being a pussy. The Eagles of Death Metal are rock and roll. Fuck all of you. And he kicked everything down and took off. And Holy it like made a splash. Shit. And then in the interview that he did in Rolling Stone on his cover story, he talked about us the whole time. And it, like, it was like, Meat Loaf loves us. Pardon me. Meat, Mr. Meat, Mr. Mr. Loaf. Mr. Loaf. Shit. You, you guys should do uh, Bad Out of Hell. Dude, that would be hilarious. What? That's what they did in Super Troopers. Oh, I fucked it up. You're not supposed to tell anyone. You I did. fucked it up. Mommy, you fucked we actually did right said Fred's. Do you think I'm? Uh, I'm too sexy. Oh, well, now he gave it away too. Okay, CNC in the Music Factories. Uh, <laughs> everybody danced out. Do, do you know what? I was in a CNC Music Factory video. Music video. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, which one? As an actor, as I couldn't even tell you things that make song. you go hmm. No, 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 no. It was the. It was the <laughs> next. That, it was the next album. Right. And it was like... It was like one of those post-apocalyptic world uh, videos, right? Yeah. I'm in the Jane's Addiction Ain't No Right video. Doing what? Dancing? No, it's in the Hollywood Palladium crowd scenes. Okay. And I was jumping up, trying to like... Get to Perry mm-hmm. and okay. sexually confused. Oh, you know? like, but you're not intentionally in the video. Like you're. Oh, you're yeah, yeah. We're just in. I was like, like oh you my god, that's right. me. Now you make videos. And I'm in the Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, you are where? Just in the town sequence. You know when the uh, the carpetbagger goes, oh, it's Josie Wales. Like after he sees him in the yeah, town, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm with my mom and my aunt. We're just, uh, how I'm old just, are you? How old are you? I was like fucking two, you're three. Like, yeah. My uncle was his stunt wrangler for a long time. Did you have a mustache when you were that age? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was still called the soft boomerang of love at that time. Yeah. <laughs> or a country dick broom. A country dick broom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Real, for country real. dick broom. Uh, uh, you don't have to worry about that. You have your own music videos now. Yeah, right? I do. Uh, oh, I, I watched the uh, complexity the other day. That video, so fucking good, man. The one that Josh and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I put out those songs on my solo album. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about, you You know, sometimes you're putting out something you think is great and it doesn't connect. Well, uh, you should check out the complexity video that it's in we the movie. did. It's in the movie. Yes. That we do before the Eagles of Death Metal version. Okay. Okay. It's a whole different one. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was a whole different vibe. Money Mark, the, Money Mark from okay. the Beastie Boys produced the album. Okay. Was it Boots Electric? Yeah, it's Boots Electric. Honky Kong was the name of the album. Nice. Oh, okay, cool. I'll I thought it. that was a I'll great title. Yeah. I was going to call it Raped by Miracles, <laughs> but they thought it was it was too controversial, <laughs> so I, I decided to compromise and call it Raped by Bleep. Sure. But, you know. Yeah. Now I, it's I on the yeah. soundtrack, I was confused bro. as to yeah, where the controversy mi- was. He's missed the point, we think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like Raped by Miracles. Well, it's a little rapey, but, you know. <laughs> but it's miraculous. Who wouldn't want to be Raped by Miracles? <laughs> I would like to be Raped That'd by be a miracles. hard thing to refuse. Yeah, that's true. What about, um, do you guys have any dates you want to plug? Tour? Tour dates or no? Well, we're do you going know to tour Mastodon, and then I think Ginny V is releasing her album. When's her album released? Who's Ginny V? Ginny V is our bass player. Oh, okay. The super smoking hot bass player, Jimmy okay. And she's releasing a solo album that I'm going to be DJing at the release party of. Oh, nice. nice. And that's I, coming out when? I'm not sure about the date. Okay. But well, you guys don't have another album coming out. No, well, 2015 was your last one, right? Yeah, uh, we're, I'm, we're working on a new album right now. Okay. Um, okay, so you guys are on tour with Mastodon uh, all through the fall. Is that the way it works? Yeah. Go to the Eagles of Death Metal website. People can see what the dates are. And do yourself a favor. Go see these guys live, right? And then get ready for Super Troopers too. And, and, I just real quick, what's your new favorite song on the new Queen's album? I, I like the Evil Has Landed. Now hold on, best, I, best one. To be fair, I don't know the names of anything. Yeah, I, it I takes like, me a while to get familiar with the names too. But but I liked I I, I saw a video where like Josh is dancing around. You mean being me? Is that is that on the new That'd album? I mean, you should go to that video and look at all the comments. Why is yeah. he trying to be like Jesse? <laughs> and then on the cover, my my, my nickname's Jesse the Devil Hughes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On the cover of the album, the devil's on his back. It's like... Right, right, right. 
Okay, I know I do good stuff, so yes. And do you give him shit about that? What's with the What's with me being on your back? I, I don't really need to. The comments are filled everywhere. <laughs> I, I can just casually go, you know, I don't agree with those comments, Joshua. What comments are those? Oh, well, here, let me read them to you. <laughs> do you guys ever get into, like, little bitchy spats? Like, Heffern and I, we don't really. Sometimes, but, like, sometimes. every now and then we'll get into a little bitchy, creative sure. spat. Sure. Do you, we, we, yeah. Have I, you guys I, had one yet? Not no. really. I we typically avoid them. We actually try to make the effort to do the things that that avoids that. Joshua, Joshua is is my brother. He's we're, if we weren't into chicks, we'd be the best gay couple in the world. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? and and he's had to look out for me a while because I'm wild a little bit. But uh, you're like a wild palomino. Yeah, and he he tries to rein me in, but. Uh, they call you the red horse? I've never been mad at him. No, they call me the red genius. Oh, the red genius. And I think it's a little tongue-in-cheek. I think it's a little insulting <laughs> is, yeah. what, is what it the is. red but, Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Joshua's not like that. He's, he's, the, he's the greatest friend I've ever had in my yeah. life. Were you guys originally friends because you both had red hair? Yeah. He was the only redhead I knew, and we both liked uh, Faulty Towers. He was the only fucking dude I knew. Faulty Towers. I love that he shit. He was the only kid in high school that even knew what Faulty Towers was, right. and I fucking loved him for it. And he was a giant with a sense of justice that you can't describe. So, like, all the kids that got bullied would be near him like grouper fish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, if right. somebody was picking on you and Josh would turn the corner in the locker room, they'd go, ah, just tell him my buddy here, just fixing his collar. All right, uh, have a good day. <laughs> it, it was, and you yeah. just wanted to be close to him, and he was funny. Yeah. He was funny. No, no, he is funny, and it's, it's annoying. It is, is, dude. Because like, he was here. He was at this table. He did the podcast. And, with he's, us. and he's ripping the best jokes. Will you shut the jokes. fuck up and stick to your day job? <laughs> Stop talking jokes. We're here talking music. Yeah. Stop being hilarious. <laughs> That's the way he was, though. In high school, when we played soccer together, the, the, I would look forward to those rides on the bus to like away games because it would just be blistering laughter. And he, I mean, he has he's giant, so he could make fun of an adult, and they wouldn't. Respond yeah. the way they would to a kid like me, you know, right, sure. where I'd be in trouble. They'd think twice about it and put their head down, maybe. Or... Yeah, and you're and you're there across the aisle thinking to yourself, like, if I didn't love chicks, I would suck his dick. <laughs> no, 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 no. While I'm sucking his dick, that I was thinking, like... if I don't love chicks, I would kiss him right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was gay so I could be into this. If I was gay, I'd kiss him so hard, yeah. but I'm just gonna have to stick to stroking his dick right yeah, now. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing that makes you gay is kissing. That's, that's, that's exactly. Right. Right. That's right. That's make- the hillbilly way. Yeah. Don't kiss me now. Yeah. <laughs> get on my pecker, but don't kiss me now, son. <laughs> um, all right. Let's. Re- oh, so uh, we got to chew on the way out, you guys. Okay. We got to pick oh. something to chew on the way out. I'm eating something else. Something different. Something new. Something new and exciting. I'm going to eat a North Korean missile. Okay. Boom. Okay. There you go. Okay. okay. Good. 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 Good with a warhead on it. Go. What do you got? Okay. I'm, I'm just going to go for a lobster tail from that place in Palm Springs. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, corn nuts. Okay. Yeah. Why not, right? Crunchy. Tough on a day like today. Crunchy, right. but yeah. And they have the new uh, sriracha flavor now. So. Oh, they do. I haven't had them. Sriracha's all the rage. Dude, it's everything. It's fucking everything. And you know what? We're going to turn on it like disco eventually. Yeah. I just want to be right ahead of the curve. Remember, oh. when, remember when Ranch used to be that? I'm still Ranch. Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> and I mean, then it was Cool Ranch. Yeah. Listen, I don't turn on sauce. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, had, I had ranch and sriracha sauce last night at the bowling alley. Oh, you did? Yeah. With okay. my pretzel sticks and my fried pickle spears. Cheech makes an incredible sriracha. Oh, really? Okay. There's With weed, weed in it. Weed in it. <laughs> Not everything has and, and to have flavored. <laughs> it's very yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it yes, does. It does. Um, all right, Jorma, what Carrot. are you eating? Carrot. Yeah. That's Carrot. a good call. It's healthy. Yeah. Well, because in our band, a lot of times I require them to close their eyes and reach their hand out like they're going to grab a carrot. 
and, and uh, it's that's your why character. I think it's it's big, something big. red and, and long, right? <laughs> a little bit of a red beyond. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's All right, chew let's it. Let's chew it. Uh, hey, guys, go see the Eagles of Death Metal in concert Look, in you, a town you near even, you. You're chewing like Bugs Bunny. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cud. Mm. Oh, my lobster tail. Jordan Vic, Jesse Hughes, thanks for coming thanks in, you for guys. Coming, guys. Thank you. We'll man. talk to you guys next week. Awesome. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.